Welcome to the Manuscript Academy podcast, brought to you by a writer and an agent who both believe that education is key. The beauty is the people you meet along the way, and that community makes all the difference. Here at the Manuscript Academy, you can learn the skills, make the connections, and have access to experts all from home. I'm Julie Kingsley. And I'm Jessica Sinsheimer. Put down your pens, pause your word counts, and enjoy. Hey, everybody. I'm here with a very special guest, Marianne Murchie. Mary is a former teacher, a social media spokesperson, even though she says she's not. And most importantly, she's a reader. I thought it'd be interesting to have Mary come on the chat about books and do some critiquing. Why? Because we spend a lot of time here at the Manuscript Academy with experts. But I sometimes wonder if we should get back to what the reader wants. And if you guys like it, we might even take this show on the road over on Facebook Live. <laughs> Welcome, Mary. Hey, Julie. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. I'm so excited to have you here. So we should disclose that we were once a teaching team way back mm-hmm. in the day. We got the band back together. That's what I, that's we got what the I was band back together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. So, and so Mary, because I knew you as a teacher, but also as a reader, and you know, I've been watching you do all these great Facebook lives in Fargo. I'm so excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. See, so I'm married. We've been married. Gosh, what year is this? 2020. We've been married for 28 years, Court and I. So it's it's been a, it's been a ride. So we've got three kids. They're great most of the time. No, they are great. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we live in Fargo, and I work at a sewing shop. But I love to read, and we've got one. Court reads all the time too, but Betsy, she's our reader. She reads everything all the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I love to read. I love fiction. I like historical fiction. I like memoirs. But, you know, not a fan of the dry textbook. So <laughs> only because it never, it's always just fact, 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 fact. It's never really engaging. So, yeah, that's what we talk about so much at the Manuscript Academy. It's like, like how, what, you know, what is engagement? Like, like, so for you, can you explain to us what that means? Like, what hooks you into a book from the from the very first page? You know what? It's when you listen, like you read and you can picture it and it's not confusing. Like, I was reading a book. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say what it was, but it was, they were thinking, but you didn't know that until you got to like way into the book. And I was like, I just couldn't read the book because it didn't, it didn't speak to me. So mm-hmm. it has to be something that's fun for me, fun, exciting, and, and maybe even just kind of chill. Like I like yeah. those stories too, because they're so, they're nice. I like a good, nice story. I don't like like meanness. I don't like violence, Mm-mm. but that's <sighs> me. There are plenty of people that like that and that's totally fine. So, but for me, it's, like a Hallmark movie. I love a good Hallmark movie. So, so those are like personal preferences. Have, mm-hmm. Has your reading changed during the pandemic? Yeah. You know, I was doing, I'm reading a little bit more memoirs and, um, but that's it. All the others pretty much stayed the same. Yeah. It's interesting. I find that, you know, I've gone through periods of reading a lot of stuff that, you know, that makes me want to like expand my mind mm-hmm. or something that might be done because, 
you know, like people were talking about it because the way they constructed the novel or, and now I'm just about escapism. Just give me escapism at this point. Where I'm I just, know. I really want to sink in. So man, one of the things we talked about at the Manuscript Academy is that I, oh, that's my personal thing is I think you knew, and you said something about this. I think like the idea of like comprehension and like how you take the new to known. And so when we work together, like we actually worked with kids that were, I mean, they, they were, it was a very rural community. Mm-hmm. It was a very kind of insular community, but it was also kind of amazing. It was, I loved it. It was so yeah. great there. I loved it. And the kids were, yeah. kind of, you know what? They were all very individuals, you know, like they were individuals. They, they didn't conform to what everybody was doing and you know, I loved that. They were all, they were great. I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And you know what I think a lot about it was the new to known and, and how sometimes their, their background Mm -hmm. experience would make it so it'd be tough for them to understand things. And I think when you talked about not feeling grounded in a book, that's kind of what it is. You know, like when you get in a book and you just don't really know the rules of the world and you don't really understand really what's going on, like in that stream of consciousness, mm-hmm. like it, it, it feels like sometimes when the writer does that and you don't know it and you don't have a clue that you almost can feel like, like you're not up to the task of reading it or something that it's right. your fault. Right. Or you're <laughs> like, and I hate to abandon a book, but like I have been, I have been doing that. Cause I thought, you know what, if it's not really speaking to me, I'm not going to, you know how you wait sometimes Maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll get better. And then it's the same. So I've reached the point where, like, not at the very beginning, not 10 pages into the book, but, like, farther into the book, if it's still not speaking to me, I yeah. will abandon it because it's it was not just for me at that time. It may be for me at another time, too. So Yeah, that's interesting, too. Like, a beach read sometimes doesn't work, mm-hmm. you know, like, at a doctor's office or something like that. <laughs> um, you know, whatever. But you know, it's so funny. I'm reading a book now and I won't talk about who the author is or anything. Mm-hmm. But I would say that it has a Christmas theme. And I was, you know, I've been working on a Christmas project. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll read this because it has a Christmas theme. And every, it, it's a bunch of short stories, but every story is set like in June. And I'm like, I still haven't gotten to the Christmas <laughs> I wish you could see my face right now. I was like, oh. <laughs> I know. And then I'm like, I'm like, where, where's the holidays? Where's the, and, and I, I've read a lot. I've read like 45 pages and I, so now I'm obsessed by it, but it's so interesting. Right. And, and I think as readers, you know, like that is what we're looking for. Like we're, we're looking for, for whatever is on that cover to be represented in the book. Right. <laughs> And we're looking for like the writer to give us enough clues so that we can actually use, I mean, we're, we're good readers, you know, right. <laughs> uh, so that we understand it when you don't understand it, mm-hmm. that often is what makes you abandon a book. Right. And, and that's kind of interesting. And I do think that in, in publishing that everyone around the book can be so like engaged the book that they start not noticing what's missing. <laughs> right. Cause they know what the book is. It's like, if you're right. in the thick of it, you, you totally understand it. But if you're not in the thick of it, then you don't. Right. So that's kind of, that's one of the things that we do here at the, at the Manuscript Academy with our first pages. Mm-hmm. 
but you, I want to circle back to something you said, um, talking about your girls as readers. What do you like seeing in children's and YA fiction? Oh, you know what? Those, the YA fiction just grabs you right at the beginning. Like you can't even put it down. So I find that when I'm reading something like that, oh my gosh, I go to bed extremely late because I don't want to like put it down. But Betsy just loves all of it. So, I mean, I love seeing that. I love the action. I love the character relationships. I love, you know, I'm always a predictor in my head. So I love to just guess what's going to happen next. Now, it's probably wrong, but it might be right. So, you know, I'm, I'm constantly doing that in the book. So I like a book like that to have where you can predict, oh, I wonder if that's going to happen. Or, oh, will they go there? Oh, my gosh, I wonder if they're going to see that. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But it's so like, you know, as a school teacher, I do the same thing for everything I watch because because it's your gauge. It means that Mm -hmm. means that multiple parts of your brain are engaged with that text. Right. And that's a masterful text. Mm Mm-hmm. You were, it's not like, because what's not fun is where everything seems obvious, but when you're just wondering and you're like, Hmm, Mm -hmm. that's that engagement with the text that can be so interesting. And this story, super interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this is the first time we've ever done cold critiques with a reader. So no pressure, Mary. No pressure. I feel none. So... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we have two here and I think one, I think is woman's fiction and one is YA. Okay. Would you like to read one and I'll read one? Sure. Which one do you want to read? I don't care. Okay. I'll read the top one. Evie stood in the spotless kitchen, warming chicken in a frying pan and chopping vegetables on the gray quartz countertop. I like that. You can picture it. (laughs) That's not in there. Raising breathing. (laughs) Raising her eyes from the food, she let the view outside the kitchen window, gracefully drooping willow tree branches, a mottled stone bench, and a sculptured bird fountain, all covered in a fine layer of glittering snow, seep into her bones and bring her back to the moment. She combined the the chicken and the vegetables, sprinkled grated cheese on top, and carried the wraps through the living room. Harriet Hayes sat in her usual armchair by the front window, looking out across her lawn at the maple trees lining the road, or maybe hoping for a glimpse of the neighbor walking by. She rarely watched TV, a stark contrast to Evie's own home, where the intrusive voices of TV personalities and meaningless characters permeated every conversation she had with her mother. Today, Ms. Hayes didn't even hold a book. Evie placed the lunch on the the coffee table. Would you like anything to drink besides your water? No, thank you, dear. Water's fine. The older woman wore her customary button-down sweater over a blouse. The only part of the look that changed was the color of the sweater, burgundy today, and whether she wore gray pants or a flowery skirt in warmer weather. She'd cropped her straight gray hair to barely hit her chin and always wore purple-framed glasses. As Evie settled onto the couch and picked up her wrap, Ms. Hayes remained on her chair, her eyes narrowed toward the window. You know... I do like snow. I think it's beautiful, Ms. Ace said, turning looking, and looked to Evie. But today, I've been remembering the sun. I've gone back to the beach, Ms. Hayes smiled. Oh, don't worry. I don't mean that literally. Or maybe so, she shrugged. 
While you so kindly made our lunch, I was surfing, then covering my hands with sand. She laughed wistfully, and Evie's shoulders relaxed in relief that Miss Hayes hadn't lost her mind. The woman's mouth turned serious as she added, Reliving times with friends who've moved on, chances and misses. Mm. Okay, let's break this down. Okay. Good job reading, by the way. Why, thanks. This was the actually the first time I read it. I didn't even skim it after you when, when I, I know. Passed. I know. So, that, that's how it works. I know. It's I like, like no it. pressure. No pressure. <laughs> so, uh, do you have any initial thoughts about this piece? I think I'd keep reading because, yep. you know, you can picture everything, you can see exactly what she's doing, you can feel her everybody's feelings. So, I can relate to this. Like I can, mm-hmm. like I feel like this is engaging for me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, and you could feel like you feel like this is going to move into backstory immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's one of those stories that immediately we're gonna we're gonna you know go back to the beach and we're gonna like hear that story. I'm always such such a sucker for these stories that go back in time. I and- know, I love them. <laughs> Yeah, they're really nice because because and you know and there's a grounding element to that. And I was mm-hmm. just I was just watching the haunting of oh my gosh, it's not not the haunt it's not the haunting of House Hill. It's the haunting of do you know what I'm talking about from Netflix? No, I did not watch that one. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's a Dairy Manor. I'm, I'm messing it up. It's um, okay, but yeah, but, but that did that. Like you know what I mean? So the yeah. whole time. Oh my God, I'm going to have to look it up, you guys. I'm going to look it up right now because it's going to drive me crazy. We're going to have to go look. But I love that because then you can predict. Like, remember, I'm like, I like to be a predictor. Like, who yeah. did she miss? Of, yeah, right. The who Haunting of Bly Manor. Ooh. Oh my gosh, I watched it all. And then you think I remember the name, The Haunting I'm of Bly Manor. I'm writing it down. Literally. Well, right when it had a great character arc, mm-hmm. So it was just great for this year, but it had that kind of like, you know, who are these people sitting at this wedding Ooh. and then back and forth with time a little bit, but those are always interesting because it's kind of, it's kind of like reassuring mm-hmm. to, to look at an older person and to go back into their life and find out who they were in different parts of their life from points of their life. So that's, that's interesting. I wonder about this. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you need the first paragraph, because yeah. we have, you said Evie, right? Yeah. <laughs> I said Evie um, and Evie, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think I went with Evie though. Right. So, so like we had her looking out the kitchen and then we had, you know, the Mrs. Hayes looking out, looking out the window. Okay. And so, so they're both looking out the windows. I only think you need one looking out the window here. And I'm only saying that because, you know, there's a real estate here and you want to, as quickly as you can, kind of get us to the point where they're launching the story. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure we need that separate pause. Did that bother you at all? Or is that just me? It actually didn't. Because you know what? It, the beginning of it, you know, she was looking out the window and it's, and, but then she talked about, it talked about how her house was different, you know, what she mm-hmm. was looking at. And how she's constantly got like noise in the background. So I yeah. wonder if she is not trying to forget something that happened to her. 
because I, I honestly don't know, but that's what it makes me think. Like when you constantly have like chatter in the background, I think that's different than having like the radio on in the background. Cause you know, yeah. but, but that's just me. But I wonder because, you know, maybe she doesn't really want to be with her mom. Cause if you read that last, that one, it's near the end of that paragraph. She rarely watched TV, a stark contrast to Evie's own home, where the intrusive voices of TV personalities and meaningless characters permeated every conversation she had with her mother. So I wonder if, is that her mother? I don't know. Maybe she's a helper. I got a little, I got a little confused by whether Mrs. Hayes was her mother or she was talking about her mother. At first I thought she was her mother. And now that I read this again, I'm thinking she may not be her mother. Right. Yeah. Now that's when you said that I wondered the same thing. Cause I was like, I was like, Oh, I felt like she was referring to her mother at home and this was like a job. Mm, yeah. I think you're right. Hate. But then if it is a job, I feel like it needs to be there because maybe she yeah. has like this mom relationship with Mrs. Right. Hayes, contrary to like her own mom. Right. So, and I, I think you're right. Like the, 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 this is the line here the intrusive voices of TV personalities and meaningless characters. Like, 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 so she's talking about how when she's home, everything's meaningless. And so it blocks out what's really happening. And then when she's here with Mrs. Hayes, like you actually have time to dream and to move back in time and gives Mm -hmm. like the, let the memories come in, you know? Right. And to actually have a conversation that means something. Mm. And then I wonder with this, if we're going to have an opportunity for, you know, Evie, um, Evie to go with her mother and, and, and make up some of that time, right? You know? or maybe, or maybe her mother knows Mrs. Hayes. So there's lots right. of interesting stepping off points here. Yeah. I think this is, I think this is well written. Like I do I said, too. I, I, you know, we're right there. We know where we are in time and space. Mm-hmm. Once again, the only thing that kind of bothered me is the amount of time. Like, I feel like, you know, if you pluck out this first paragraph, mm-hmm. are there some other details mm-hmm. that we could put in that might ram some of the other meaning even more? Mm-hmm. And that's just like, I, I would say as much, you know, when you talked about, I like to kind of guess right like i'm wondering if there's some more little bombs we can put in here right but it's a space it's always a space issue right like so what what can you take off the page to put something else but this flows really well and i wouldn't want to ruin the flow at all no no i really like it i like it a lot awesome i think this is a go (laughs) (laughs) so so for this one we would definitely read on Mm -hmm. um to this writer so well done and we're interested. We, we, we would like to go on this ride. So, yeah. so that's, that's really what, you know, what any writer wants. Okay. So now we're going to do a different one. Okay. And this is why it has some historical elements to it. So I'm going to get started. You sure we're not lost? Nah, we're good. My mom squinted out the windshield of the rental car. Do me a favor though and check again to see if there's a signal. I pulled out my phone and touched the screen. Still nothing. I tossed the phone back into my bag and sighed. Everyone at home was camping at the lake this week. Meanwhile, my mom and I were bouncing down a dirt road to a place people had deliberately left. Remind me again why we're driving to the middle of nowhere to visit a place people abandoned? Because it's a ghost town, kiddo. How cool is that? Seems like a weird place to spend our last day before we start working. 
I shifted my seat and glanced out the window. Through the billowing dust, I saw a broken railroad track laced with waist-high weeds running alongside the road. And beyond that, hills the color of burlap. The afternoon sun blinked between them before disappearing as we drove by. I fished a few pretzels from the box by my feet and pushed away thoughts of lying elbow to elbow with my friends on the sun-soaked boards of the campground stock. My mom and I were in Montana for the summer, where she had been. She was going to be the director of a dig site an hour outside of Helena. I was going to help out with filing and other stuff. It was good. It was going to be good money, almost twice as much as I'd been paid at my old park and rec job. But part of me wished we'd stayed home, in Boston, for my last summer before college. What kind of dinosaur is it again? I asked, grabbing the door as we hit a bump. Based on the femur, we think it's a hadrosaur. We'll know for sure we uncover the rest of the, hey, we're here. The building up on the left is, is left is for the mime. The building stood by itself. It was two stories high. As we drove by it, I could see a row of rusted machines inside, inside through the empty windows. Mm. So what do you think? You know what? I'd read it. There's not <laughs> a lot of detail. You know what I mean? There was detail when they were talking about the, like what it looked like outside. And then, but there's no, there's no signal. Sounds like some places here in North Dakota. (laughs) There's no no signal, but it sounds like it's going to be interesting. And I wonder, the mine is two stories high. As a predictor, I wonder if it's going to (laughs) collapse. Right. So that's, I just, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I think like what you're saying here is like, as I'm reading through, like, I wonder if this writer, if, if they just, just added just a couple more details to yeah. every sentence, mm-hmm. if it would ground us a little bit more. Yeah, I think there, there was more detail. I would definitely read it. But right now, mm. I'd probably read on. I mean, because it sounds interesting. Like, they're not lost, but you know they kind of are. Because they're out there yeah. with nobody to, like, get in touch with. I kind of wonder this. Mm-hmm. Let me read you this this part of it. Okay. Through the billowing dust, I saw a broken railroad track laced with the waist-high weeds running alongside the road. And beyond that hills, the colored burlap. The afternoon sun blinked between them before disappearing as we drove by. I fished a few pretzels from the box by my feet and pushed away the thoughts of lying elbow to elbow with my friends on the sun-soaked boards of the campground stock. Should that be the start? That is my favorite part. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it could be. You can move it around. See, I always keep forgetting that you can move stuff. Like, I know you can move stuff around. But I figure once somebody's written it, you don't want to do that. <laughs> but you kind of do. <laughs> Yeah, because I feel like that right there, mm-hmm. that actually, like, like it's it's kind of breezy between yes. the mom and the daughter before. Mm-hmm. Is it established as the daughter? And is it a daughter? Is it a daughter? Is it established? Because I think, is it a daughter? Because I was like, I think it's a girl. And then I was like, wait a second. So this is interesting. So this is one that I would definitely maybe twist around a little bit. Yeah. I think what's happening, like, I bet you anything, like this, this breeziness between the mom mm-hmm. and we'll say, the daughter, mm-hmm. like, I think they're setting up some relationship stuff here. Mm-hmm. But I do think, I do think that if you started with the line about just like being there, yeah. like, and where she'd rather be, 
and, and you know what? I almost think that I could use even, even just like a couple of maybe a single sentence about who the friends were on the campground dock. Mm-hmm. And because it'd be kind of like, it's showing the reader who this, this character's tribe is. Right. And then like who your tribe is when you're a teenager mm-hmm. kind of defines who you are in time and space. To you, that's so cool. Yeah, it's my one of my friends called one of my friends texted this weekend. She's like, My kids want to know if we were popular in high school, and I was like, No, we were clueless. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. Was I a floater? I was a floater, so I don't know, <laughs> right? Like. But you know what I mean? Like, what were you? Like, yeah. And trying to just like set yourself into like who you were. And you can do that by being like, you know, like the band kids or, right. the, you know, or, or whatever that means. Or it's there. Summer can be the intersection where you hang with the kids. You don't usually, and who they are and what weirdest mm-hmm. they are kind of represents who you are too. That'd be a great place to show some character there. Yeah. That would be and really good. Think, yeah, I do think that from there, you could say, you sure were not lost. Right. You could just move it down. Right. Right. And even and you then, could even start with, I shifted in my seat and glanced out the window. Like, you could even start there and take out the sentence that says, seems like a weird place to spend our last day before we start working. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's kind of a tell. So I'm wondering, too, like, as we look at this. It might be fun mm-hmm. <laughs> to have her take out the phone to see the friends and see oh. what's going on and immediately go into blackness. Oh, so, you yes. have to, so you would have the disappointment of that feeling of when you're, you know, you've lost reception. You're like, ugh. Uh, I, FOMO. And then she's got FOMO, fear of missing out because, right. you know, she's not But looking on, is there anything else that you see that you would like really, you think details that you think should be here or details that you're like, oh, I think I could have those in a different way or anything like that. I like the way you said you could move that. That would be really good and start it there. Mm -hmm. I think that would make it easier to like jump in. Do you know what I mean? And to get hooked, you know, the hook. Yeah. So, so like, let me ask you this question. Okay. So we're assuming that the mine Mm-hmm. has the hook mm-hmm. right there's something going on in that mind mm-hmm. do you think that we could get rid of some of the conversation and then condense it and then have a little more period of foreboding yes like looking up at the mind okay yeah I think so, that would be good because I guess they're going to go for a dinosaur dig but I feel like we should know more about the mine, like what it was because like where it says it's a ghost town and maybe the mom has more information about the ghost town. So you could put it in the back there where it says the building stood by itself. Like at the last part of the paragraph, as we drove by it, I could see a row of rusted machines inside through the empty windows. And she could say, it's a ghost town kiddo. Isn't how cool is that? And then maybe a little more information about the ghost town. Yeah, I agree. And then you could have mom and you could, she could be like, what, you're an expert in dinosaurs and ghost towns. And yeah. she could be a little spooky. <laughs> a little snarky there. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, int- so interesting. So tell me, 
like this is our first experiment. Like, how does it feel to you to be put on the spot like this, taking down, you know, breaking up people's work they've worked so hard on? I know. I don't want like if it if it didn't speak to me, I would say it in a nice way. But they both were good because they're both totally different. So I don't mind giving. So funny at work, people will say, "Can can I ask you your opinion?" And I always say, "Of course, I, will, I gladly give it out." So um, <laughs> I feel like. If somebody wants my opinion, as my dad always says, it's worth what it costs you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I'll give you my opinion, but it's worth what you're willing to pay for it. So, <laughs> you know That's what I mean? Really it's like, I know, but it's really true because someone may like something and I like at, at, at the fabric store, like someone may love these two fabrics together and I just can't help them with it because to me, it doesn't go, but to others it does. So it's kind of like that. I don't mind being put not put on the spot. Kind of like teaching. It's all day long. You're always put on the spot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so true. Well, this is so perfect. I want to thank you, Miriam Murchie so much hoping to have you back on or Facebook live where we can do this again. And I just think it's such a fresh perspective to have a cold reader, a cold critiquer who's a lifelong reader. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited that you asked me. This has like been so great. I was looking forward to it all day. I made the girls clean the basement. I know nobody can (laughs) see, but I'm like, clean that basement. I'm going downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, we're going to have more. about this upcoming event we're gonna do it next month and we're looking forward to once again having the old teaching band back together for the magic academy oh my gosh this was so much fun thanks so much jules thanks marianne we are so glad that you joined us and as always we appreciate your feedback just head on over to the itunes store and let's know what you think and not only helps us make this podcast be the best it can be but it also affects our ratings within the iTunes platform. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling brave and want to submit your page for our first pages podcast, you can send it to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with first pages podcast in the subject line. We'd also just love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Manuscript Academy and everything we have to offer, just jump on over to manuscriptacademy.com.